welcome to another episode of the Baker Clinic Podcast. My name is Alicia Schertz. I'll be your host for this episode. Today we're joined by Dr. John Henry, orthopedic surgeon with Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Baycare Clinic. Today we're discussing staying safe during off-season sports training, the potential for overuse injuries in young athletes, and how the 2020 off-season looks very different due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Henry is double board certified by the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery in Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. So let's go ahead and get started. I want to start maybe by just giving, for those who don't know, an idea of what the off-season typically looks like for athletes. Yeah, uh, different than what they're experiencing <laughs> now, for sure. But uh, most athletes, whether uh, high school, college, certainly professional level, are following a regimented training program off-season. And um, a lot of that's on their own. Uh, they may have uh, a training program from their strength conditioning coach and or athletic trainer, in some cases uh, from the coach. But, um, but it's usually a, a formalized program that starts well before the competitive season. And it's just gradually building up in uh, intensity over time and including di different aspects. And, and again, this is certainly sport specific but uh, different aspects uh, from strengthening to uh, flexibility, aerobic conditioning and such, and, and then working on sport-specific drills. In, in addition, most athletes in competitive team sports will be doing uh, team activities over the off-season. Uh, just as an example, um, basketball, for example, there's lots of basketball, like team with volleyball, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of soccer athletes will be playing club soccer in the summer, getting ready for the fall high school season. So uh, most of those activities have been drastically cut back, if not canceled, uh, this year. Right, certainly. So it's an important time for athletes to kind of get ready for their season, that kind of thing. We all know that it certainly looks different. What are some of the things that maybe has impacted that traditional off-season that you can see? This year, mm -hmm. uh, because of COVID, COVID's the big factor, obviously, that uh, any uh, organized activity has been halted or uh, greatly curtailed, um, whether that's athletes working with uh, a trainer or going to the gym. Most gyms have been closed, so many are just recently opening. Uh, a lot of the uh, high school and college facilities are still shut down for any type of group gatherings. Any uh, uh, team activities have been greatly limited. So even at the club level, um, I know some of the soccer clubs are starting to ramp up training, but um, it's very different from years past. Mm -hmm. So athletes are uh, just kind of be um, make a more general statement. Athletes have been much more on their own mm -hmm. uh, with this current off-season training compared to uh, other years or a more normal situation. Right, and I, I think that's a perfect segue because, as you mentioned, because they are on their own, possibly doing it with improper equipment, that kind of thing. What kind of situation does that mean as far as potential injuries and risk and, and that kind of thing? Yeah, in some ways uh, it's fostered some ingenuity. You see lots of examples uh, online or maybe talking to friends or family, people creating their own home gyms with uh, uh, backyard equipment, sort of the MacGyver approach. Um, it's... Uh, somewhat admirable in that situation and, and many athletes are I think doing fine but um, it, it's not the same and, and without uh, without supervision again whether it's from a coach or trainer or 
or uh, supervised team activity or working with a strength and conditioning coach, there, there, there certainly is uh, potential for problems, either inadequate training, just not being adequately prepared for the upcoming season. If, if we have one, that's still a big question mark for at least for fall sports. Uh, or for uh, overuse injuries, pro improper um, weightlifting, for example, or uh, improper training that could lead to overuse injuries. So there are a lot of variables that can compromise the athlete's progression and or preparation for the upcoming season. Can you talk a little bit about the increase of overuse injuries in general and sort of what you've seen? Yeah, uh, all, all athletes of, of all ages are at risk for overuse injuries. Mm -hmm. And again, this is uh, can be sport specific. Um, but uh, uh, athletes as they get ready for their competitive season, um, as they're pushing their tra uh, strength training and aerobic conditioning, uh, our bodies have a, a uh, a breaking point or a threshold and if you if you do too much too soon or if you're building up too quickly or if you're training improperly then different structures can can break down uh, most times um, there uh, these types of overuse injuries can be treated by modifying activity temporarily uh, and modifying the training regimen sometimes it requires some uh, formal treatment like uh, physical therapy uh, or or other uh, more formal medical intervention but uh, but the training uh, overuse injuries, they, they, they really should be properly addressed and then dealt with. It's not something that you want to just kind of tough it out or work through because then there's potential for more injury down the road. Potentially that they then can compromise uh, performance and or uh, mm -hmm. even the ability of the athlete to participate in the season. Right. Can you talk a little bit about some of the specific injuries that you see? I mean, are you seeing it across all sports or, I mean, specifically maybe elbows, shoulders, that kind of thing? Yeah, it depends on the sport. Uh, there are certain overuse injuries that are uh, more common in different sports. In distance running, for example, cross country is a fall sport. Uh, athletes, if they're building up their mileage too quickly, could be vulnerable to things like stress fracture. Uh in the, usually in the lower extremity, the, the classic one, the one that we fear is in the tibia. Mm -hmm. It can sometimes be, be very difficult to deal with, but uh, they can occur in the ankle or the foot as well. Um, uh, also in runners, they can be prone to overuse tendonitis in the knee, um, sometimes other types of foot problems. And there, there are lots of factors in runners, uh, uh, shoe fit or, or foot anatomy related to the type of shoe they wear can be uh, an issue there. Um, and overhead athletes, uh, throwing athletes, baseball players, for example, they're more vulnerable to shoulder elbow problems related to throwing. Um, contact athletes, uh, football players, wrestlers, uh, they have different types of overuse injuries. But, but the greater concern there is more, not so much overuse, but more acute injuries from, uh -huh. more from the uh, specific athletic uh, activity. Absolutely. Uh, and I think you touched on it a little bit. And, and what are the common causes of these types of injuries that you can see? I mean, is it improper training, improper equipment, and are you seeing anything change due to maybe some of that ingenuity that we had talked about? Yeah, the most common cause is uh, training errors. Mm -hmm. um, and, but, but having said that, and it's good to just state this at the front, there, there's lots of factors right. that can lead to or put, put one at increased risk for overuse injury, but training errors would be, uh, would be the most common, I would say. And it's often building up the intensity of mm -hmm. training uh, too soon, doing too much too soon. Mm -hmm. 
and the, the classic example there is uh, someone training for an endurance event like a, a marathon or or a, perhaps a triathlon, and and they're just ramping up their mileage more quickly than what their body can handle. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit too about ways to sort of prevent that from from your eyes and obviously working with a trained professional is probably number one but if in times like this where they can't necessarily do that do you have any tips or anything that they should be considerate of? Uh, there, there's some general recommendations out there uh, before a competitive season I, I, ideally athletes are starting months ahead mm-hmm. and just gradually building up uh, the uh, intensity and the uh, the, the frequency of their training sessions mm-hmm. for aerobic conditioning and strengthening. And, and they should include other aspects uh, of the t- training as well. Uh, flexibility, working on agility, uh, plyometric training is often helpful, especially for athletes that need uh, explosive power. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, there, there are some general guidelines that I, I, would, I would leave to the expertise of like a strength and conditioning coach or athletic trainer as far as uh, the percentage. But... Uh, but the, the key there is just gradual progression over time, and that's one of the risks now with the with the COVID situation, especially if um, if uh, fall sports are given the go ahead mm-hmm. that athletes in many situations will have had inadequate training uh, over the summer, right. and then all of a sudden they get the clearance, and then they're kind of jumping right back into it, and. Uh, and then there's risk for overuse injuries and other things like um, uh, heat injury, mm-hmm. especially in the, the, uh, uh, the uh, hot part of the summer. If they just jump back in, especially in a sport like football, they've got padding on and they haven't been acclimatized to the heat yet. Uh, that's certainly something to, uh, to take into consideration. So a lot, a lot of factors involved with athletes that are just jumping back into intense athletic activity. Absolutely. Where the bodies haven't had time to adjust or adapt over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a, a great segue because obviously injuries and inevitably they, they will probably still occur in some instances. Um, what types of treatment or advice do you have? I mean, as far as pain goes, if an athlete is training on their own or things like that, not to work through the pain, that kind of thing. Yeah. If athletes uh, have just some muscle soreness or aches and pains that, uh, tend to get better by the next morning or get better with uh, icing or maybe taking the ibuprofen once in a while. That, that's a kind of uh, training really to soreness that I think is perfectly fine just to work through, not get uh, worried about. But if, uh, if the individual, regardless of sport and really regardless of age, has uh, symptoms that persist beyond a couple days or pain that doesn't get better with icing or ibuprofen, uh, then they, they should get that checked out. Uh, in in our uh, joints, uh, just knees, ankles, shoulders, uh, hips, if athletes are having not just soreness but mechanical symptoms like sharp pain, a sense of catching, locking, giving out, that's a different ballgame. In that situation, they should get it checked out before they just work through it. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that because I know you here in Manitowoc and, and probably in our Green Bay location as well, people can call and actually make an appointment. Can you talk a little bit about that as far as maybe that delay? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my, my background as an orthopedic surgeon is uh, uh, particularly focused on sports medicine. As you mentioned, I'm board certified in both orthopedics and sports medicine. That's my focus and my passion. Um, so we, we always have a priority for athletes uh, to, to get them in as soon as 
as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're open, even though there are still some uh, COVID restrictions in our society, we're still open. And, and as you can see, we're taking necessary uh, precautions for COVID safety, but uh, we're, we're certainly able to see patients um, as they uh, uh, as they need to. And um, uh, if there's athletes that need to be seen, then generally we'll get them in in a very uh, timely fashion. Absolutely. I want to segue a little bit into some of the treatment options that you can provide. I know that maybe you'd start with some conservative methods, that kind of thing, but what is it if a patient comes in with an overuse injury, what is it that you can do for them? Well, uh, just the, the evaluation is important, especially to nail down the diagnosis. It's always a, a key factor in, in any uh, evaluation process is to, to figure out what, what the problem is. Mm -hmm. And um, if, if athletes are coming in with uh, extremity pain or joint pain, they're, often there are a lot of considerations. But if we determine that it's an overuse injury, then the, the key thing is to identify then why, you know, what, what led to that, because that's right. often the, uh, the, the important part of, of overcoming injury, making modifications in training, for example, or just the example I used before, like a decent distance runner and their shoes are worn out or they've got shoes that don't properly support their foot. It might be a situation where they need to get a different type of running shoe. But if you can figure out the problem, then, then you can uh, take uh, corrective and, and hopefully be on that uh, preventative measures. Absolutely, and I think that's a, a key point too, is that you can help identify the reason for it so that it doesn't happen again. Um, when they do have an injury though, I mean, are these injuries that are potentially sidelining for these athletes or can they be or? Certainly can, uh, it depends on multiple factors obviously, but uh, as an example, a distance runner who develops a tibial stress fracture, that's going to shut them down for often months. Mm -hmm. uh, there are other conditions. For example, patellar tendonitis or runner's knee, that if someone had to, they could run through that without necessarily making the problem worse or compromising future treatment or prognosis. So it, it just depends on the on the situation. On the injury itself. Excellent. Yeah. I'd like to state uh, for our audience that um, there are uh, a number of very good uh, injury prevention programs, okay. generally monitored or supervised by a... Uh, a licensed athletic trainer. Um, there are some situations where uh, gyms can have personal trainers that are uh, skilled in these types of programs too, or some coaches uh, are aware of these and can guide athletes through them. But, but there are a number of good injury injury prevention programs, even for for an injury like uh, ACL tears, uh, which many people think uh, ACL tears occur from a violent injury, but in reality, the majority of them occur from non-contact injuries. Uh -huh. uh, a seemingly subtle, um, uh, awkward uh, landing from a rebound, for example, or a turn or twist on the football field that uh, that he wouldn't think much of the incident, but results in an ACL tear. So, and there's there's lots of uh, factors behind that, uh, but uh, but we believe that many times there's a neuromuscular component, a, a lack of ideal strength and, and coordination of the muscles around the knee that can be a factor that, that can lead to a, a non-contact ACL tear, just as an example. And, and there are injury prevention programs that athletes can do pre-season, ideally supervised, that have shown promise to reduce that risk. Mm -hmm. So for uh, athletes in cutting twisting sports like 
basketball, football, soccer, uh, to a lesser extent, volleyball, gymnastics. Those types of programs can be very helpful. Again, it's difficult now with COVID, right. uh, but um, but it, it is, I think, a good thing uh, for athletes and the parents and coaches to know about. Absolutely. And that's a, another point, too. Because of the current situation, what advice do you have for athletes as they're moving through these programs and gearing up for fall sports, particularly if fall sports actually happen, you know, and they may not quite be where they would be any other year, what should they be considering? Well, we still have lots of uh, ways to communicate, even if it's not directly with coaches and athletic trainers. Um, and there's lots of good online resources. But I, I would encourage athletes that are, are looking to and hoping to participate, especially in fall sports, to, uh, to really stay in communication with their coaches, teammates, and athletic trainer. And, and really be faithful with a, a home program and take advantage of opportunities where you do uh, have uh, to get together with coaches, trainers, and, and other athletes. So there, there are some ways to work around this. Even though it's not ideal, there are some ways to still uh, get good advice and uh, guidance in, in the training program. But you can't wait to the last minute. Mm-hmm. And, and if you do, you're going to set yourself up for an injury and or overuse condition. Right, and maybe that's a good point too. Is that they probably should be doing something. Absolutely. If they if they plan to uh, continue. Yeah, it's a lot easier to train to work out if you're doing it uh, with a group, or mm-hmm. if you have someone holding you accountable. Right. Uh, I think we all realize that, um, but uh, this is a different situation, and we we just don't have the same opportunities that we would normally. Hopefully, we can participate in and uh, observe uh, some of our favorite fall sports. Hopefully we can uh, just all stay safe, uh, take necessary precautions, cheer on our, at- our athletes. It's just a different time. Uh, there's just uncertainty, uh, much of which, which is beyond our control. Even as healthcare providers, we, we just uh, don't have control over a lot of, uh, a lot of the things that are um, affecting our society right now. But I just encourage everybody Stay safe, do what you can to stay in shape, and uh, and get ready for your upcoming sports. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We really appreciate it. Again, Dr. John Henry is an orthopedic surgeon with Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Baycare Clinic. To learn more about Baycare Clinic or to request an appointment, visit baycare.net.